Oh, man. I got it all queued up wrong. I forgot to say my computer. All right, well, I guess this is the van chat without any good music. So, uh, yeah, this is the van chat. We're on the road uh, in California, and uh, we do these on Sundays. We talk about life on the uh, road when we're on the road, and we talk about wishing we were on the road the rest of the time. So uh, we've got a couple of guests joining. we got Angelina joining from California. Thanks for jumping in. Hello. got uh, Bob jumping in from Canada. Thanks for joining. Hey, glad to be here. Getting ready to start working on my van to get it on the road. Right on. Good to be here. And then we got Smeggy jumping in from Michigan. Hey, how's everyone doing today? All right. So, uh, yeah, we're live. I'll put the, well, maybe I'll put the phone on here in a bit. I think we've already I've gone live a couple of times in the van now, show the new setup, but uh, yeah, it's working pretty good. A um, couple of days into the Venture Loop Tour 2018 and uh, digging it. So, um, Looking up the schedule, I don't really have too much on the agenda for today uh, from the old schedule. I work on this a little bit while I'm on the road, I think. But uh, we'll talk about tour locations and then uh, that's about it. Let's see. So we've got a couple of people joining us on Gun Channel, so we simulcast this. We'll run it on YouTube just because it's convenient for us. And then uh, simulcast over on gunchannels.com because it's interesting to have a conversation over there. So uh, thanks to the people that are joining us. We're about a half an hour late today, but uh, it's my fault. I, uh, I laid down for a minute at 5 p.m. and then woke up at 8.30. So I guess I was tired. So um, uh, we'll uh, dig in. So I don't know. Anybody's, Bob, you said you've got your... Uh, well, your weather's getting nicer, so you've got some uh, chance to start working on your camper. I think he went away. Um, in the meantime, I mean, oh, he's back. Wait, did he go away? No, I'm still here. I had to let my dog in. Were you talking about me, or? No, I was just saying, you were saying before we went live there um, that your weather's getting better, so you've got some chance to work on your van now, or your camper, I guess. Hear that gunshot? Gunshot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I should be, well, I'm hoping next week I'll be able to start, you know, getting it, clearing off the debris from the winter and uh, getting the engine puller shut up and everything, get it ready to yard the engine out, and then it's just a matter of putting gaskets in it and putting them back in and all that fun stuff. But I'm also at the, this point, I'm thinking, well, if the ground's too wet to do the engine right away, I can use that time to do the solar. Because, you know, I've got all the stuff to do the system. I just haven't put it in because it's been too damn cold to be up on the roof. <laughs> Plus, How cold is it there? Right now, it's uh, it's just below freezing now. So it'd be like 35, no, 30, 30 degrees, maybe your temperature. But during the day, it's getting. Oh, up. that's horrible. Oh no! During the day, it's getting above freezing, so it's actually the snow starting to melt. Yeah. Work outside and do stuff like that. So it's yeah, it's really nice. Um, that's cool. I mean, it's that sounds kind of cold for me, but um, what yeah. about you? I've just been through minus thirty. It's uh, actually yeah, cool. f that. I'm not doing that. Uh, what about you, Smegs? Any any road road journeys planned? Um, no, not not really. I just 
just got back from a, a small road trip going to Michigan's capital yesterday for a pro Second Amendment rally. Uh, we talked about that a little bit earlier today. But, uh, well, that's not know, interesting. Other... But... Yeah, that's in. So, I'm going to copy and paste from the internal on this computer. What's up with that? I'll text it to you. Can you copy and paste or throw it on in gun channels? I should be able to copy there, but I can't get my uh, mouse to click on the internal. Can you guys? Yeah. Not like YouTube broken. Yeah, I totally can. Oh, that's so yeah, weird. Yeah. Um. Um. So yeah, two A was was there? I didn't get to hear you talk about it, so let's ask you a couple questions and people who might not have heard also. Um, was it a good turnout or? Um, I think so. There was probably you know a hundred and some people. Uh, people were kind of coming and going. Um. And this was a, a specifically pro two A rally, or you guys were at like that one of them walk for our lives or whatever. No, specifically pro two A. I guess the the antis showed up in the morning, and then we showed up in the afternoon. Um, there might have been a little overlap. I wanted to go early, but I couldn't. Yeah. So uh, the, the walk to take away our rights. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> but I don't necessarily uh, want to hijack the van chat. That's just. Something yeah. I, you know, I at least was on the road for. It's, the capital's about an hour and a half away from have you, where I live. Have you considered putting a cap on your truck and actually trying to make it into kind of a something you could at least overnight in? Um, I've considered it. As of right now, I'm not really pursuing that just because uh, trying to save up some money and whatnot. Yeah. But how much are those things? You mean like the shell that goes on the back of the truck, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, how much are those? Well, you can pick them up used for probably five hundred bucks, a decent one. But you know, if you want a really nice one, you're going to pay um, maybe a thousand or two thousand, maybe up to five thousand for a brand new one. Like a, okay. kind of, I, I knew a guy that had one in his truck that uh, it had like an actual like screen door kind of thing, like in the the middle of it. Like you took the tailgate off and then. Oh yeah, yeah. This cap, and it also came down, and then it just opened up in the middle like that. It yep. was like an RV camper door kind of thing, but uh, yeah, they're nice. Yeah, but I imagine those are kind of expensive. So I knew someone that had like a carpeted bed and one of those shells on. Like it was like a pretty nice inside. Once it was all, you know, it definitely was more than like a. Can be turned into a decent. I mean, they're they're really just a sleeping area unless you got it. A really tall one or something, right? Um, you know, at that point you put the truck camper on almost. But just the regular ones, right? It, it it gives you room to put a bed back there where you can sleep and with a simple heater you can stay warm. And if you've got a sliding window in your truck, you can actually go right from the cab of the truck into the back. That's reaching a little bit. I guess it's possible, but they're most I mean, it's quite easy. It's quite. E I've done it lots of times. Like I've had, yeah, guy, and it depends on how big the window is. So again, it's well, not most modern trucks are pretty big, but I mean, even in a ranchero, the window is like twelve inches deep, right? That would be ridiculous. Twelve inches by by about fifteen inches, and I can get through there easy. I've seen guys way bigger than me go through a one foot by one foot hole 
Wait a minute, you're, you're talking about going in between the between the cab and the back of the truck through the I'm slide window? I'm suggesting that people are going to yeah. wiggle their way between the front of a truck. It's not hard. You just got to be stealth. No, All right. Well, whatever whatever type you're talking about, I can guarantee I can't get through my truck window because it's only like the little middle part opens up. It doesn't open up as much as some of the older trucks did. I'll tell you what, when I see you, Smeggy, I will bet you money that I can get through the window. Okay. Yeah, I'm serious. Right. I mean, you can have well. a truck chat and you can talk about that, but we're not talking about it on here. All so, right. Well, and though, if you yeah. had one foot hole on the floor, you could escape out the bottom when the terrorists. <laughs> Except I have a transmission and a gas tank, and that's not going to happen. So, Smeggy uh, mentioned going to the rally, and that is something, you know, again, you might not want to camp in there, but we could potentially do a specific band chat to people that are uh, going to capital rallies and stuff. Cause if nothing else, uh, you know, yeah. a prepared vehicle can, uh, or a thought out vehicle can offer a lot of stuff to, you know, support a bunch of people. Well, yeah, that's, that's, even, actually, that's yeah. a good point. It's uh, something that came to fruition is that, and this is for kind of anyone's vehicle, but I guess I'll say you can put it in the van is, you know, having a couple extra hoodies or, you know, windbreakers or jackets or whatever, because uh, it definitely, it turned out to be a lot colder than a lot of people thought. They thought like, oh, you know, like mid 40s, that's not too chilly. I'll just grab a hoodie. But the wind was blowing so hard, like the wind chill was like 30 something. And uh, one of the guys ran back to his car and brought a couple of like extra you know, kind of light jackets, and I think he had like a, a hoodie pullover kind of thing and gave it to a few of the people who had showed up with a little bit lighter clothing. So even that's if, definitely something to keep in mind is bring yeah. extra stuff with you. Even if you had just some of those cheap rain coats, you know, like a simple plastic raincoat because it cuts the wind, right? And you put that over the, you know, the hoodie and stuff you're wearing, that can make a big difference. And those are dirt cheap. You could have half a dozen and just hand them out to people. Oh, geez, you look like you're freezing here. Put this on. It'll help. And like, oh, it's not raining. Yeah, but it stops the wind. Yeah. Yeah, I always have a couple extra layers yeah. in the car. Um, well, I carry but, little cheap, like, rain ponchos, raincoats, things. I carry, you know, because you can get in the dollar store for a dollar. I'll have, like, three or four of those just throw, in, throw them in the glove compartment. If you get broke down on the road in the middle of a rainstorm and you don't happen to be prepared... You know, good idea. And like I say, they're a couple of bucks, so why not? Imagine how people are going to remember you when they got to be at least warmer. and Or maybe if it's raining, they they get to be dry, you know, and stay at the rally instead of having to go, well, I'm soaking wet, I'm going to go. Or, you know, I'm freezing, I'm going to go. So, I think it's good. Yeah, that's a really good point, Smeggy, is that you carry some extra stuff, extra water. You hear the, uh, you know, well, yeah, it, all kinds of things. But I think anytime you're like, you have a vehicle like that, even if you just got a minivan, think about it. If you've got a, if you've got something you want to go to and it's a two day drive or something, even if you just got a regular minivan you can use and there's only a couple of people going, you can easily either take the seats out or some of them the seats fold down and almost make a bed. 
you know, throw your sleeping bags on there. You don't have to worry about getting a hotel for the night. You don't have to worry about, you know, doing all the stuff. You're only going to be sleeping for however many hours, you know, at a rest stop just so you can continue to drive. Great idea. Well, so on the leg of rest stopping and stuff like that, so uh, G-Webs with the van as it is now, have like so far in your journey, have you... Uh, found anything you want to change up or add or anything like that? Yeah, that's a good question. We were going to, we should probably talk about that. Um, so the battery now is one single battery being charged by the isolator. And I've been able to run the laptop, no problem. And the fans, no problem. And the lights, no problem. Even all at the same time, uh, pretty much overnight, but with the new monitor and I guess I can't imagine how much draw the uh, internet thing has, but I brought the internet thing in back. I used to just plug it into the dash and uh, it was annoying whenever it would need to be reset. I'd have to go up there and unplug it, plug it back in again. And uh, so I figured bringing it back here would make that a little easier. And uh, it's been working fine from inside the van, but um, everything being drawn off the battery now is causing uh, um, losing a little bit of uh, juice. So I think it's the amps. Uh, so that means I'll probably need to throw another battery in. So uh, I don't think I'll do that in Tucson when I bounce back towards going east. But uh, for yeah. an extra pressure, I think I'll change that. Yeah, didn't you have an extra battery anyway? Because I know I was going to buy the two of them from you at one point. Yeah, it's just not a deep cycle, but it's still a battery. Yeah. And uh, I just have to rearrange things and make um, figure out how to make it fit in here. Yeah. But yeah, I would just let yeah, then connect it to the to the deep cycle, and it's just going to be that little backup. It will be parallel. Yeah, but I'll see if you can parallel a deep cycle and a regular. You know, look into it. But um, John's saying that there's a cheap device you can on eBay that will determine the power draw. Yeah, I bought that originally for the setup in the old van. It's supposed to be part of the setup was a meter, but it uh, cra it broke. I bought it off Amazon cheap, and I think I made a mistake there. I bought all my stuff for the electronics on the cheap end. And probably should have at least gone medium, you know, maybe not deluxe, but uh, I paid for it with that. It was just not good. It was cheap, you know, cheaply made, and it was broken when I got it. So um, I probably should have sent it back to Amazon. It's just like $4 or something, so I didn't even bother. Um, but I do need to get a meter because, I mean, I can tell it's going, it's losing amps because the screen flickers and the, you know, the bulbs go dim on the lights. So it's it does, it is I probably got a good two hours. I can do a chat and some work, but um, I don't, I'm not sure if a laptop uses more power when it's doing hard work because I'm using bigger programs on this laptop. I think it does. Really, it, it definitely does when your processor's cranking. It's using oh, really. It's using uh -huh. more power than sitting idle. Okay, well then that's probably a factor. Of I think you can save some of it. Yeah. So when you're sitting there now, your lights are turned off, right? You're just looking at the monitors. Oh, I would probably consider that. Well, I probably could when I'm just sitting here, but I like being able to see my screen. I mean, I like being able to see my keyboard, but... Oh, yeah, there's plenty with the two monitors now. Yeah, yeah. there's lots of things. I was going to say, the monitors yeah. don't give off enough ambient light that you can see pretty good. One thing I might be able to do is I haven't really done anything with the new monitor except plug it in and use it. Um, now that I look, it's a little brighter than the laptop, which... You know, has its power saving modes, so I might be able to adjust the brightness. And it's all just the LEDs running in there. So if I can, yeah, it a bit, maybe that'll give me a little bit more. But anyway, like I say, I'm instead of being comfortably overnight plus, 
now I'm a few hours in and I have to drive the van. So it's not a big deal. Even if yeah, I'm in the parking lot somewhere, I just put the key in and I run the van for a while. Uh, in the middle of the night, it doesn't overheat or anything. So there's no issue at all, really, except for the van's running. But um, I guess the worst thing would be if I fell asleep and left the van running, I'd waste some gas. But basically, uh, the charge is pretty quick. You know, I usually, I've been doing, when I've noticed that it's been doing this, I just drive for another hour down the highway and stop again. And, uh, you know, I get another couple of hours at least worth of stuff. But um, the new table, though, the chop down table is working great. And I was able to figure out how to get the laptop to um, secure to it. And I've already tested with that last video I did. I only did one video so far. And um, uh, it, it rendered while I was driving. So proof of theory there. And uh, yeah, I'm forward to being able to do that now. So as I'm driving, I'll be rendering. Right. And that's actually good because that's when your motor is producing the most electricity to your batteries. Oh, yeah, exactly. They'll be topping yeah. them off and running all that juice right off right. the top. So, yeah. I Yeah, I'm... I don't know. I still think you're eventually going to just have to bite the bullet and go with a solar panel. No. All right. Well, this is probably like a stupid question, but I'm sure I'm not the only one who doesn't know this. So I know there's like a battery in the engine part. So you have more than just that battery in there. Right. That battery is by, it's still there and it's doing its thing and it starts the van and it runs the, like if I turn the interior lights on up front on the dashboard, it runs those lights. It'll run the dash cam and like that uh, Cirrus radio, anything that plugs into the cigarette lighters up front. But then in the back here where I've got this um, bench, inside of there I have a second battery, and that's a deep cycle battery like what's on a uh, trolling motor on a boat or for this kind of thing where you're just going to be pulling kind of steady current off of it slowly where a uh, starting battery is going to, basically is designed to give you a lot of charge and need it to start the vehicle and then just kind of sit there and take a charge and, and, and last a long time where this one's designed to take charges slowly and then let go of them and then take them and let go of them for oh, quite so a like to be used like a, like a phone battery i guess kind of yeah more like a phone battery than like an emergency start your yeah. car battery but but a really big car battery. It looks like a really big car battery. It looks exactly like a car battery. Yeah. So now you're going to have two or more of those, like in your bench area. Yeah, exactly. So I've got a little thing called isolator, and that's up front next to the regular battery, and it just is a splitter basically, and it isolates the front battery from the rear battery. So it takes my little motor on the uh, little engine on. Well, it's a motor on the engine that creates charge and that normally just charges the battery but now it's charging both batteries so at some point i'll probably burn out my alternator because i don't know it's not even really doing more work it's just normally it's doing x amount of work and only using like a little bit of it now it's doing x amount of work and i'm using more of it so um anyway, as it the, the motor runs as the engine drives it's charging both batteries all the time but if the bat fan is off then they isolate from each other so that front battery stays on its own just like if it was in a van normally and it's isolated from this back battery so i can run this back battery down to nothing and it'll never pull from the starting battery which is kind of handy okay and yeah that, that was my other question was so like if you you know fall asleep and leave everything on are you just like dead in the water in the morning but it sounds like no because the one in your engine is still is not getting used 
ever right exactly unless i was to leave like the lights on the headlights on and run everything in the back you know some kind of wild party and we turn everything on and then pass right. out just yeah, go in the water. but yeah. then you just charge it like a regular vehicle and all you got to do is start the starter and then everything's charging again from the alternator so as yeah. far as things go you could have solar and be completely at the whim of the weather or you could have an engine and just run your engine whenever you want to have power or you could have burning and be really the only time it's really a pain is when we were driving around when it was hot out, like when we were at Dayton. I can remember it was really hot in, in Ohio, and there was not much shade. And well, there was shade, but not the way that the parking lot was. So um, we were running the engine to run the AC, and that was overheating everything. So you know, if it was really hot out, then it would be an issue. And I wish I had solar, but again, I'm not going off road and camping and stuff. All right. So Russ is saying. A amp and voltmeter off the batteries will tell you the charging drop. Yeah, exactly. That's what I have is a meter that would tell me the basically like how much battery was left and how much current it was able to put out. And uh, you just kind of, I was going to mount that on the uh, board with everything else. Like, so it's going to be broken. But those things aren't expensive. They're like, I, I could probably spend $12 and got a much nicer one. Um, otherwise, I think everything else is going according to plan. Um, I can't think of anything else that's uh, been needed. So uh, I guess we can talk about anything like new and you're testing it out. Well, I guess the laptop and the monitor. Yeah, I mean, 90% of what I'm doing is really just using the, the machine at this point. You know, Saturday, I spent most of the time gathering content. And then today, I've just been driving. So a um, little bit of testing, but not actually digging into it. I guess I'm also using the Adobe Premiere now instead of um, the older, rather cheap one I was using. I was using some $80 software from six versions ago. And it... Uh, uh, yeah, it's definitely a different season than newer stuff. Can't imagine how much hundreds of dollars worth of software is compared to eighty dollars. Yeah, I'm sure the videos will probably look awesome. So what about solar panels? I don't know. Bob can have his own solar panel chat about that. How they get made solar panels on the invention so. Solar panels are wonderful. You know, but still, speaking um, of charging though, I did see your Instagram post of these uh the electric, the, the Tesla cars or the Leaf cars or whatever, where they have Those their own Tesla. charging port. I think you have to figure out a little adapter thingy there. Yeah, the I've seen those little Tesla ports or whatever, charging stations all over. This is the first time I've really seen more than one car at Atlanta, so it's kind of neat. Um, I don't think you can get much off of them. They're definitely weird power. I'm sure they're designed so that people don't go up and work power off them. I think they're free. I mean, Hosh was saying that you just drive up and get back free charging. Like, oh. yeah. yeah, it's free. They have them in uh, Home Depots. You can go up. There's an electric car charging parking spots. You can only be an electric car or electric vehicle. The only thing I've ever seen parked in was one of those electric scooters. Charging up? So as far as the uh, California experience, I've been in a few parking lots now, and so far not you know, different than the rest of the country. Whenever I came through last time, 
I stayed in the hotel with Smeggy where he had the, you know, he was in the hotel. So, and did you even have a rental? So it was basically just using his parking spot or something. Or if you had, you could have a hotel and have two parking spots. So it's not like. Right. I yeah, I did. And that's, they gave me like a little like parking pass thing, but it seemed like they didn't, they didn't really care. And so uh, it wasn't like in, in bothering anybody and they would have had to be seriously bothered than told me. But um, then we were up at Hosh's place, so I didn't really spend any time in California, whatever you call being in parking lots. So uh, I was concerned about that a little bit. And well, I so far it's uh, just like the rest of the country. Yeah, because there's laws in California. Like it's illegal to be, live in your vehicle in California, apparently, in some places. Um, yeah, I could see that. I think it is where i live because these neighbors of mine always have these like weird friends that come in a van and the cops end up like talking to them after a day or two <laughs> so i don't know if it's because they're getting high in there or if you're just not allowed yeah so do you, do you think if g-webs comes to visit you the cops will be there in a couple of days um i'm gonna see g-webs tomorrow yeah, yeah see. Just don't let them park in front of your house because the cops will show up. They might. Well, I mean, I don't know. Well, at Hosh's place, is, they... Is their, is their van there. stealthy? In uh, Hosh's place, you had I had to... Well, I didn't have to, but he had to call the police department, get like a number, and then we had to write that on the paper and put that on the dashboard so that they'd you know, associate it with that call or whatever. And then I think... I forget. I didn't use... I wasn't there but one night, but... Um, I think it was three nights or something is all you could do. I forget what he said. Yeah, yeah that was weird to have like a, a guest parking spot for in yeah. front of your own house. Like that was weird. Your own house. That's exactly right. That's why I'm not. That was definitely a little bit. But I'm sure that's like a neighborhood thing or something like that. Yeah, it's like a city thing. Because like I know here, I'm pretty sure it's illegal in some way here. But, uh, yeah, awesome. I think I don't know. They're kind of fussy here about shit. Speaking of parking, have like now we all know Yankee Marshall now has a place that's got he's got land. That means he must have a big yard. And I'm thinking, what a great time to surprise him with a Gun Channel's uh, membership meetup at his new farm land. You know, and we can just go hang out there with the Yankee. I think it'd be good if you just got to go right up there. They tell me some piece of gas that's on the way. Huh? Well, right. so, uh, so uh, Ahmed is asking why I don't like solar. I don't have a problem with solar, but the van is so that I can park in a parking lot like I'm doing right now, and nobody pays it any attention. He's not going to have a bunch of solar panels and stuff. It tends to distract from like I, I really don't think a, a single, a simple 40 watt solar panel is going to distract. Going to detract. I actually don't care what you think. I'm talking to Tom Hate. I'm trying to answer his question, and uh, I'm, I'm trying to keep the van as stock as possible so that being a white van, it uh, doesn't get um, any attention at all. And parking on uh, parking lot is one thing, but parking on the street or. You know, Wherever I'm, like in those gray areas, that's where I'd rather have it uh, just look regular. And, right. Um, well, that's like you, you know, you had mentioned when you showed up at the the hotel, 
the, the particular one I was staying at was revamping like some of the rooms on the left side or whatever. So it's like you fit right in because they had, you know, cabinets and stuff that they had pulled out. Like you could tell work was going on. They were painting the outside and all that. So having a white van sitting, sitting there, it just seemed like maybe you were the painters for the morning or whatever. Exactly. And that's why I don't do the ladder racks. I've got the ladder racks on the old van, right? And I've been thinking about putting them on here for lots of reasons. But then as soon as you put them on there, start putting stuff on there. You know, I'm going to either put lights or cameras or a you know, piece of PVC or something. And then before you know it, it might still look like a contractor's van, but now it looks like a contractor's van. It doesn't look like it. Maybe it's a delivery vehicle. Maybe it's testing something. Maybe it's official. Uh, who knows? But uh, the plain white, I like that wrapper. So that's why I'm not looking for solar. Plus, um, having built the van so that I could go camping or so that I could I don't know, go camping basically. Uh, so I'm driving from gun shop to gun shop and then gun shows. So I'm not stranded anywhere. I guess, you know, maybe if I got stuck somewhere on the side of the road and I ran out of battery power, I might go, oh, it would be nice to have solar. But uh, I'm also not trying to fill the van with every possible thing I might ever need. I'm trying to keep it uh, really easy to deal with in here. So uh, not all cramped. So, uh, Anyway, for all those reasons, this isn't a camper. It's uh, supposed to be like a mobile office, really. And uh, the van just, or the solar just isn't necessary, and it would distract from its kind of stuff. Um, so something that I just thought of to follow up on, the I think you said you bungeed the monitor to the thing. So is that like you have it sitting there while you're driving and it's all fine? Uh, kind of. I'll uh, flip to the phone here and we can look at it closer. But it's it's just, it, it's a TV. So it came with, it's like a flat panel TV and it came with a stand from Walmart and right. with a charger. So it's designed to work off the wall or off the car. And um, so anyway, since it's a TV, it's just got this little stand. So it can stand up, right? And that's basically what I'm doing right now. So i got to remember what I did here to actually it's going to get feedback. So I was interested in how the, uh, so I think he said he bungee corded it or something. Oh, here we go. Well, I think he's got a bungee cord seatbelt, I think. So this is what it looks like with the lights off. So I can definitely see, well, it's a little bit lighter in here than you can see, but I can see the keyboard just fine. So I keep the lights over here on this thing, which got a magnet on it, so I can just stick it anywhere there's metal, right? Put the lights on. These are the lights dim. And then I can bring them up. So that's them brighter. That's pretty bright. You know, gonna yeah, that's that's yeah. that's good enough. You can read a book or something, right? You could perform surgery in here. It's super yeah. super bright in here. Okay, it's very cool. bright in here. The camera's just are there smaller. organs in that cooler yeah. right there? <laughs> yeah, kidneys. Kidneys. Harder. Yeah. So uh, right now it's like on this little stand thing, and it's just sitting on this table. But uh, so that it doesn't flop all around, I literally just have it zip tied to this bracket that was holding the shelves up. Oh, right. Zip tie. That's what you said. So the problem is that uh, the van curves this way. So the wall is out there, but the roof is way in here. So it's curved like, I don't know if I'm getting the angle, but, you know, it's curved weird. So if I were to stick the monitor to the wall, it would be pointing down. 
So I need to figure out a way to bring that monitor out so that I can attach it to the wall, which is the goal, probably just to attach it right where that license plate is. And then somehow that's just on the wall with some cords hanging down. Um, I just didn't have time to do all that. I only got the monitor the day or two before I left, right? So uh, this works, it stays put, and then I can't close the laptop, it'll shut off. But if I close the laptop, I wrap it in a towel, and then I've got a bungee attached back here. The shelving has all these holes in it, so I'm able to keep it secured. And if I'm driving, I can do the same thing, just bring it across and maybe- No, so if you're way. doing your rendering, you got it secured, but it's open. Exactly, and then it's, I just turn the other monitor off and we're good to go. Oh, all right. That looks good. Working out then. Yeah, that's actually kind of cool. Shut up. Look for here with a couple extra things for the one is this one's the monitor. I got this hole, but there's not enough amps coming through this right now, so I don't really use that one. And then this one of those fast chargers. So this thing's just from the auto parts store. It's like $14 and uh, cheaper than buying a three banger on Amazon, I think. So two and two chargers, but these are the fast chargers, two amp chargers or whatever. Uh, so I've got the just the wire kind of fed up and around, down, and then into the uh, um, thing here with the batteries. So that's where the battery lives. And just oh, that's pretty big then. The I mean, not as here. big as I had. Is that the wheel well right there? Yeah, exactly. And that's sort of two things. I wanted to insulate these wheel wells. This thing's super cold right now. The band's fine, um, but it's a weird shape, right? So how do you insulate it? So I figured just wrapping them up in these little fenders, because who cares if the battery's hot or cold? Um, I might be able to put the batteries sideways. That'd be great, but I don't know. For weight, I might do something else underneath the cooler or something, maybe. I don't know. So uh, still kind of thinking about that. The nice thing about driving so many miles is there's plenty of time to think about what to do mm. in your van. Yeah. yeah, I think for, for tying the batteries together, I believe you want to have them as close together as possible. Um, just um, because of amperage loss. Like, the longer is the stretch of wire between them, the more amperage you're going to lose. So, the more power you're going to lose. So, it's better to have them close together. Is that a gun to your 2018 patch I saw? A what? A gun show loophole tour twenty eighteen patch. Oh, right here. Yep. The one that people can get if they uh, buy it on the Indiegogo. Ooh. It's not so much the thing on the Indiegogo. They're supporting a trip, and then they're going to get that in as, as, as a reward. Yeah. We have thanks for We are on the road with the gun show loophole tour. We're driving around checking out gun shops. I've checked out officially two, but really one was open. Um, the one I wanted to check out in uh, California here on the way to LA was closed on Sunday. And then it turned out pretty much everything in Palm Springs. Well, there's no gun shops in Palm Springs, but everything in like, is that Thousand Oaks or Thousand Palms? Whatever those towns are down uh, there. They were all yeah. closed. Thousand Palms, I think. Except for Tanners. Turners. Uh, Turners, except for that one. And you said that was sort of almost a small chain. Yeah. That, uh, or like a small big box. Um, I figured I could check that one out anytime and it wasn't really on the highway. So I didn't stop at that one. And uh, so anyway, two chops so far, but then we're, uh, that's the goal is then we're going to be checking out some museums here in LA, a couple of the filming locations for uh, cool movies, but uh, mostly gun shops and 
uh, whatever else we can accomplish here, then we'll be heading west again, uh, back to Tucson, and then out to um, Dallas, and then up to Tulsa for the big gun show. And if we can keep the funding going, uh, then we'll continue on. The plan would be to continue on up north to Wyoming, over to Seattle. We need to get a map in there. And then uh, from Seattle down to Oregon, uh, we've got lots of friends in Oregon. And then down to Salt Lake City, where we have all kinds of fun stuff to do with Browning. And then down to Dallas again for the NRA show. Then back to Tucson to get ready for the Bannerman trip later on this year. So uh, if anybody's interested, we need to get, what, a thousand people to buy a $10 sticker. And I suspect I might be able to see where these stickers even come from, potentially. And right. then uh, that would keep us on the road full time. So uh, if you're interested in seeing that happen, then uh, yeah, we have the uh, link someplace. But if you go to Indiegogo and type in gun show, I bet you I'm the only thing that shows up. Yeah. Right, is there anything else camera for? I'm going to send it off because it's just weird to hold it here. I've been using these. Things are new. I got some of these hooks in some place. They're just like a magnet with a hook on it. And if I jam them up here into the door, see how they kind of yeah, yeah. come down, really? I can keep my windbreaker on there. Oh, that's excellent, man. I know, because I've got those magnets, too, and I, I got them originally for my gun cabinet. And I'd stick them on the gun cabinet, but you hang anything, it weighs more than a couple of pounds, and it just slides down the cabinet. Unless you get the really strong ones, and then they're a pain in the butt. I mentioned this. Or this is a uh, mailbag, right? Because this is a mail van, so this yeah, is yeah. an old mail. It's like a duffel bag. Oh, shit! Somebody just walked <laughs> that thing up. <laughs> so, uh, in order to block off the uh, the grate there, uh, yeah, I just have a bungee going across the top. I run the uh, bungee through the holes in the top of that duffel bag. Yeah, it's like you know, basically duffel bag material, same as like a real duffel bag, but it's made out of white, and uh, it holds up pretty good there. And then that, for the most part, it doesn't block out the light, but you certainly can't see through it. No, I still think you need to block the light though. But that's where those kind of moving blankets work really good for that stuff. Um, I actually, just, I actually just bought a couple of new ones, like surplus type ones, but they're. They're camo, right? They're camo on one side and then dark blue on the other. And I'm going to use them for around the front windshield of the van because I have curtains for it now, but they're pink. Oh, that's cool. No, a chick used to own the van. Everything in it was pink. All the curtains were pink. And I was going to dye them, but now I'm just going to change them. But um, I'm thinking a camo blanket. Right, so I can have it so it works both ways. So you could either put the dark outside, you just have a dark blue outside and a camo inside, or you could have the camo outside, depending on which you know what kind of people you're hanging out with. Depending <laughs> on your party. Well, you know, you you either want to be subtle or you want to be. Hey, I'm a gun. Ma, well, I guess I might as well just put the camo outside because I'm going to have done gun channel stuff all over the van or the camper. I'm going to pick, take the big panel I made to put on my fifth wheel when I was going to bring it down for its last year. I'm going to take that off and put it on my new RV. My new you should get a huge decal that's a gun channel. It's basically it's a big gun yeah. channel decal right in the middle of this big, you know, three foot by four foot aluminum sign that I've 
screwed to the side of my camper. That's pretty cool. It's pretty insane. The reason I did it was to uh, cover up the big hole inside of my camper. Yeah, imagine you, had a giant, imagine you had a big giant hole of rock inside of your camper. And you're like, you know what I'll do? I'll steal a stop sign, put a bunch of decals on it. And then What's a stop it? sign? It was a uh, local traffic only sign. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't steal it. Somebody else did. I just found it. So we've got some questions that came in. Repair. Questions hey. came in over here. Um, carbon monoxide. I guess they're saying if I was running the van, then yeah, that might be an issue, I guess, with carbon monoxide. But Well, if you're exhausted, yes. Yeah, I'm not worried about that. Yeah. And it's not like you're going to run it for eight hours. Yeah, so, I mean. Yeah, that was definitely um, back when we were talking about charging it up overnight, and in case you fell asleep while you were running, that's when that comment came in. Oh, okay. I was say, yeah, I scrolled back quite a ways. Uh, yeah, so then, not, just wondering because we were talking about adding the bed truck liner, lose the stealth bed. Talking about adding the truck bed, truck bed trailer. Oh yeah, if I'm doing the trailer and it's not so much stealth anymore, but that's where I'm going to put this trailer is on the echo. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna put the solar on the trailer, and then that way I can always just drop the trailer, and um, the van stays waiting. And then uh, Pam made us what light is that? The LED light with the little remote controls. Those things are like seven, seven dollars for the cheap one. I think mine was twenty-one, and it was like a longer rope. But basically, uh, they're on Amazon. If I don't already have them on the Amazon store thing, you know, make it easier to find. I'll put it on there. But basically, just type in LED rope light into Amazon. And they are 12 volts, so they're designed for, or no, actually, they're 120 volt, but they step down to 12 volts, so they're easy to put into a vehicle. And they come with a little remote control unit thingy, uh, and then like a box about the size of a matchbox that um, is just in series with the wires. And then you just, I just hardwired it into the night setup there and uh, put the remote control up on the ceiling so it's like easy to point at it. And it came with, I don't know how long that is, of like kind of a weird, it's almost like a rubber band with LEDs in it. And uh, for me, the way it worked is I was able to uh, staple it into the insulation on this van. So there's just a staple every inch, two inches or so, which, you know, all together keep it up there real well. And um, in the old van, I had little magnets that held it up to just the metal of the van. I didn't have any insulation in there. So I've had this in both vans and it's great. And then we didn't even play with the colors, but that, that control looks all weird because it's got uh, 32 or 60, probably 32 colors of all different, every single color, you know, you can imagine in the rainbow. And, uh, yeah, you can make it do disco lights, you can make it do like red and blue, you can play around. I don't know if it's for bars or for discos or something, but uh, yeah, it's just a pretty inexpensive way to illuminate stuff. Again, I got that idea from people on the uh, YouTubes that do the van stuff. Uh, just the modifications and stuff because it's such an inexpensive way to uh, get yeah. really nice. You can buy the white ones that are just white, but it was like the same price to get all the colors. So I figured why not play around. And what I'll end up doing occasionally is turn the yellow ones on and then really low. And then it's not quite so bright. And, you know, it's just a little more pleasant light. So that's what those are. It will have more effect on batteries than wire length. I'm not sure what he means by that. 
DC longer needs length, larger gauge of wire. Yeah, that's the thing. I had uh, the wire that goes from that isolator up front where the battery, the real battery, the band's battery is. There's a uh, length of wire that comes back here to the battery back here. And that wire was like $50 or something. It's as big around as your little finger. And it's just nice. a big piece of copper. Yeah. And uh, I guess that's so you don't create too much heat in it. You know, you're pushing a lot of electricity through it, and that'll create heat. So you want to you know, not create that and uh, just let it basically flow as fast as electricity can. So uh, you pay a little bit for that, but it's worth it. Yeah, it's welding cable. Really. Yeah, pretty much. It's just that you got to buy it by the roll instead of, you know, six foot long or whatever. Oh, you can buy it by the foot here. Well, I'm just saying, you don't just buy like a six foot length, you gotta buy like whatever it was. Oh, you, bought, you bought yours on eBay or something or, or Amazon, right? Yeah. Yeah. You buy, yeah. If you buy it locally, I mean, you can go into a place and buy it, but you'll probably pay more to get it. Yeah, I think it. I bought it on eBay or on Amazon because it was a little bit cheaper than buying it local, but you can't get it everywhere local. They don't just normally sell. Well, I mean, where I live, it's everywhere because I live in an agricultural town now. Well, I always have. All right, so I think I'm up to date on the comments out there. Thanks. So I'm um, trying to adjust everything. Have I been through Washington State yet over on the uh, channel side or on the YouTube side? Um, well, in my life, yes, but on any of the tours, no. So ideally, if we can uh, get to the goal of making some scratch on this tour, then it'll pay. I can. I've, we've almost got the gaps covered for the entire trip, right? It's just that I'm not independently wealthy, just missing some gas money. So, you know, I can't go on the road for two months and not have bills occur. Uh, so in order to, you know, get on the road, be on the road for that long, uh, we have to get it to a, you know, one of those other stretch goals or whatever. Um, but anyway, if there is enough uh, support, then yeah, we'll be headed up to uh, um, Washington and maybe a week, I think, in that neck of the woods. So it won't be the you know most extensive tour ever, but uh, be nice to get up to the Northwest again. Let's see. So uh, all right. Well, so nothing else going on out there. Uh, over 77 degrees, so battery is significantly less effective. Oh, that's interesting. Um, so far, it's been horrible here, horribly hot during the day, and it's almost cold now, but uh, pretty consistent temperature. I'd say most people would say it's mild. But uh, yeah, that will be an issue later on in the year for sure. And it's definitely not air conditioned back here. Go to a car audio place you can buy it by the foot. Yeah, I guess they have it for. Um, bases or whatever you call them radios that they'll put like part of the radio the amps and stuff in the back but um the stuff i had for this battery was thicker than the stuff that most of the car places have yeah you actually want that so we were on the schedule here we we're going to talk about good to tour locations so i think i still have my map here minimized someplace potentially so i do have my stuff connected. I do have um, quite a few things going on in a map. I don't know why I didn't make one of these. Megan and I were looking at this before. I don't know why I didn't do this when we were here two years ago, right? But um, I've got a couple of gun shops. Angelina recommended this one. It's not. 
Nope, that's not right. Um, one of them. And then uh, she just told me about a surplus store. And I'm hoping to meet up with Knives and a, a friend of mine from the original version of Gun Channels uh, back in the day. And uh, I'm thinking I'll meet up with them at gun shops. So uh, hopefully we'll meet a couple or see a couple that way. Um, we didn't really see any gun shops other than Terminator when we were out here. Did we? Oh, no, we went to the Glock store. Yep, that, that was about it. But we didn't hit any of them up here. I think I was planning on it, and then basically the guy that was watching the house had to, he got called away, so I had to go back and so I can't let him die. So um, uh, that shouldn't happen this time. So uh, I've got the Google Maps, and I don't think we had too many suggestions uh, for shops, but uh, plenty of plenty of targets opportunity out here. When I was uh, doing a Google search, um, if you just go to Google and type in gun shops, it was interesting. It seems like they're around the 215. So I'm wondering if that's like, I don't know, if that's like a county thing, like maybe a county boundary. I don't know if Angelina's still in here. Um, yeah, it's for, I mean, it's that, uh, there's something to do with being zoned for a gun shop and stuff like that. And I guess in LA, it's kind of hard. So, I mean, there's not a lot of gun shops here, but. That's what I was thinking when you, cause I'm not familiar too much with the area. I'm getting to know it better, at least from looking at it on a map. Right. But like I say, when I would search just generally for gun shops, they all seem to be in like this kind of, you know, line on the 215. But I was wondering, is it because of the zoning thing or is it just because the 215 was built and people were like, ah, oh, we can buy land. <laughs> like there's something to buy that we can build into a gun shop. If it was just like a growth, like kind of a sprawl thing, like there was just, I figured downtown Los Angeles, you're not going to be able to afford property to be able to put a gun shop on it and never make any money. It might, I mean, it might be both, but um, yeah, I mean, I know just because I have a friend who's trying to you know, gun shop in LA, um, there's like a zoning thing. And I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if like the city doesn't really want you to do it. So that, you know, that takes a long ass time. Um, but yeah, I mean, it seems like, I mean, LA has like, I guess more gun shops than we had, you know, five years ago. But, um, yeah, the area that you're in now, actually it's probably has the most gun shops in Southern California. Okay. Well, without disclosing for application, uh, for operational security. Thank you. For well, security. your, your area. So your OPSEC is safe. I could literally be anywhere in Southern Arizona, Southern California. Maybe I'm not even in California. Maybe I'm just, maybe it's all fake. Maybe I'm still in Arizona. Maybe you're on a boat. I could be on a boat. So, uh, all right. So, um, other uh, tour locations. I know we had talked about some things like museums the other day, and I don't know where I put them because I'm looking all over my little spreadsheet here, and either I didn't click on them or I let Bob share it and he deleted a bunch of stuff. Or something because all I can find is the schedule one. What? The schedule one? Like the one that had the dates on it? I think that's where I saw you put it. 
Oh, really? Okay, thanks. So I can only find one on there. The one Martin B. Redding, that one you mentioned, right? Yeah, and then... I mean, I don't know what I could say for I, have them on, I thought I had them on a tab on that spreadsheet. But anyhow, so I, I, I had like the... Um, maybe I have them on a different spreadsheet than crazy. But anyway, I had the... Um, uh, the SWAT or the police museum and then there was another museum that was interesting I thought I know I'm really um, it was the museum and I believe it was the Getty or no not the Getty the Gene Autry uh, Museum thanks that's what it was because there were some guns in there right yeah so now I will have these on my computer. Uh, any other locations of interest in LA come to mind? I know we've talked about this a few times now, but this is also for the, uh, how many people are watching? A couple of people that are watching out there. So like gun related stuff or just in general? Yeah, gun related. People have been telling me all kinds of like tourist spots and things, but yeah, I'm looking more for like, you know, the gun shops, something super awesome or something. Yeah. Go past the well, Really, like, see them now before they're completely wiped off the map and out of history. Yeah. Okay. Nope, because I don't agree with that. I know. I, mean, I agree with you. I don't agree with but that. they look like years ago and years from now. This is why we have to go see them. No, I'm seeing them so that we can document what they were like today. So that 10 years from now, when they're still thriving, we have something to look back at and go, oh, look how much more successful they are now after all the good things we're past after the pessimism. That's what we all hope for. Yes, that is what we all hope and believe will happen. You can hope and believe, and I'll continue to drive around in my van working towards that. So why don't we not disagree about this on my van chat and have this discussion on some chat that has to do with fucking guns. All right. All right, so I'm trying to think of, like, gun things. And, as, I mean, aside from those, I can think of, like, shops. Right on. Uh, well, we'll do the, the shops and uh, off here, I guess, so because I've got, like, people's homes on my map here. So I'm not sharing this map yet. I'm using it to, to what am I trying to say, figure out my route. And then uh, once I've figured everything out once I've done it all, then I'll pull everybody's homes off of here and we'll uh, post it as a public one. But uh, it is um, growing. So uh, yeah, maybe looking at the map, you can help me fill in some shops that are like between this place and this place so that, you know, I'm not just bouncing all around like a crazy ping pong ball or like a bingo ball. But, right. uh, and, and retracing miles, right? That's the worst right. thing. Oh, and here's the other thing. Yeah, I don't know if Knives is watching, but thank you, Mr. Knives. He had mentioned to uh, fill up before I hit California, and he was not kidding. It goes up like 80 cents when you Hell cross Hell yeah. Dude, I'm surprised it's only 80 cents. It was something like 220 where I live, where it's normal. And then it gets to like 260 when they're raping you in Phoenix in a couple of places. But Phoenix is like, I don't know, a lot of places are like this. You get on the highway and it's 260. You drive like two blocks in. And it's two thirty, right? They're yeah. always charging the right the highway for some reason. Right. Well, because so, yeah, it's convenience and people, the suckers that don't even live there, right? People drive them through. 
But um, yeah, I stopped. What's that town? Quartzsite, I guess. Quartzsite, and uh, got gas. And same thing. Pulled off the road a bit. Got it for like two forty or something. Crossed the border five minutes later, like three sixty or something crazy. Oh, and, or no, it was three twenty. Three twenty, and down here it's three sixty. That's insane. I'm not. I'm not going to go there just for that reason because I know what my RV oh, is for fuel. Hey, Angelina, are you okay? I didn't realize Bob was going to drop that on you. Are you going to? Are you and the rest of California going to be okay? I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. I died. Bob's not I'm going sorry. to. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I just. I, I. I don't know if I've ever mentioned this before. Oh, hold on a second, I Bob. So I got to text Jerry Brown. Want to go to California? I mean, the primary one is because when that big one hits, it's all going into the ocean. I don't want to be oh, driving Jesus. around on all the right. like, oh shit! I mean, yeah, okay, California. Okay. Right, number away. one, and now the ocean's gonna eat me. Thank yeah, you. This is a rant. You can have your California rant somewhere else. We don't talk about earthquakes. Knock on wood. Everyone, knock on some fucking wood. No earthquakes. Oh shit! I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that affects you now. Start knocking. <laughs> Start knocking. And you're uh, in a big white van. We always see those drive drop under up. anything. I'm scared to drive under anything here. Yeah. Well, I would. fell apart the last time. Like, well, Look so at that bridge that fell down a minute ago. And those people underneath of it were just minding their business, driving around in Florida, and a bridge came down. At least they yeah. died immediately, I imagine, right? But holy Well, crap. some of them did. Yeah, some of them were halfway under the bridge. All right, so um, where the hell did we get off on that? Uh, it was uh, you being all worked out, know, bridges falling on you and stuff. On the tangent about you ranting about California. Thanks for diverting the show. And now we're all off on whatever we had started on. Oh, gee, I'm sorry. It was gas. I, I really do apologize. Yeah, it, uh, it was gas. gas prices. Thank you. you had mentioned that you filled that's up before you got into California because it was. Oh. And I just said that's, that's another awesome. reason I don't want to go there. And then, yeah. Done. So I'm at a half a tank now. Is there any strategy or something to buy in gas in California? Or is there like some knock you can do someplace and get a better rate or anything? Not really. I mean, I would look for like, uh, you know what? To be honest, I don't even look anymore when I get gas. I just get gas because like it's equal rate wherever you go. I say, do you, do you have something on your phone like a gas buddy i know that's the one i had before here's here's what i'm gonna i'm gonna need to test run something when angelina showed me the cutter the vinyl cutter and it's gonna be hashtag fuck gas buddy so gas buddy might be great for people that live someplace and they know all the gas stations or the streets and everything but can you imagine going somewhere where you don't live and now number one it's illegal to look at your phone right and use it most places but then two you know not know where you're at and where you're going and you know, where the gap is between there's like all of a sudden there's a farm or something and now you're five miles from the next gas station or something. Um, and then trying to use a gas buddy stupid app? No way. I, if I had a co-pilot, then yes, please go ahead and use gas buddy. Save us a couple of cents. But uh, I used it in, in San Antonio and it was abused and I, I'm gun shy. Pun intended. I don't like it. But uh, 
that's my two cents on gas buddy um i like the concept but it's just like what am i going to run google and gas buddy now i got two apps running my um navigation and my internet so uh bandwidth and battery holy moly when i've got just the gps running on the phone i have to have it plugged in because it's using enough battery all the time to you know it would last not even an hour it wouldn't last very long at all so uh um i i would imagine the second app running on there trying to download all that info constantly would kill your bandwidth and your battery you know yeah remember i got an old phone now my phone yeah. is four or five years old now. have you considered though like having a standalone gps like even the older ones for as far as uh finding streets and stuff like that um are pretty good i mean they they, they tell you where to turn and all that so they're pretty good about you know being in you know i've got to go a couple miles so. in the city to get the best gas price so if you use a I just was dropping edge link. Did you say you get a GPS, like a standalone GPS? Well, that's what I was saying. Is if you have you thought about having a standalone GPS just for the vehicle? Well, I did on the last trip. But you know, my same problem with well, okay, on the last trip, I was thinking, all right, as I headed east from Chicago, I was like, all right, now I'm in places I'm less familiar with, you know, so I'm going to get a GPS or something. And then I was thinking with phones and Google and all that, why get a GPS? I'll just get a tablet. So I got a tablet and it's horrible. It's like the worst tablet ever. Unless somebody wants to buy it, I'll sell it for what I paid for. It's pretty good. But um, uh, that thing sucked. So I am thinking more about a GPS again. But my problem with GPS is they're finite, right? They, unless they're different than the one last one I bought, they can be upgraded for a while. And then, yeah, you gotta get, so we get another one. Well, yeah, that is true to a point. Like some of them, if you get one that's still like selling a current model, like they'll often have, even though they've got older models, they'll have updates you can upload. Like mine, yeah, I'm nine years old, but you can, yeah, there are, you can upload worldwide, you know, and, and they will give you the latest updates, the latest GPS updates. They just put them in your machine, right? Mm -hmm. You download those like, well, that's I mean, the thing i never did with my old one either is it's supposed yeah. to bluetooth to your phone right and do all that update and stuff through your phone whenever you sit in the car so yeah. uh, if the new one can do all that then I, i'm suspect i'm thinking about it because i've got plenty of stash space up there with the giant band right yeah. and uh it's okay. killing my phone and i don't like it i can't yeah. if i want to use the camera on the phone or yeah maybe bob's texting me or something wants to check then uh you know, i gotta turn off the map and like today i was driving around through all them fans they got all these fans blowing in palm springs to make it really windy and uh i wanted to take some video of that but i was also didn't have any idea where i was so i was trying to let the map thing tell me and it was super frustrating having to you know yeah but but, but 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 how are the donuts in california i haven't eaten anything except at a dollar store i love those fans did you see the dinosaurs no, I went to Palm Springs and then it brought me up like on a diagonal. And then I, where you hit the 10, I guess, where, you, where that diagonal comes up from Palm Springs and then mm -hmm. hits the one road, it turned into like uh, bumper to bumper, like dead still type of traffic. Oh, and yeah. And it goes to some mall 
And then I got off on that mall thinking like, this is, this is ridiculous. This is, I'm just sitting here wasting gas. So I figured I'd stop in this mall and do some videos or something. And, uh, that's when I figured out that the mall was the thing causing the traffic. So like two seconds after the mall, the traffic went away. Anyway, those dinosaurs were right before that mall. So I was worrying about not getting wrecked in like crazy traffic. And I didn't even realize I was passing it basically. Did you hear about the dinosaur that burst into flames? A T-Rex in some dinosaur park burst into flames. Apparently. Maybe it was that one. Probably this one. Because this is some sort of... Uh, they're not. They're like buildings, right? The brontosaurus has like... You can go in it and there's like rooms and there's like balconies and stuff off of it. I've never been in it because I think you got to pay to go in. I've only seen like the outside. Are they supposed to be life-size or bigger? Um, oh, if there I'm are rooms inside a brontosaurus, they're bigger. Um, I'll just say I, I like brontosaurus burgers myself. The um the the uh, brontosaurus skeletons I've seen were nowhere near as big as like two stories tall or anything. That's what I'm saying. I think they're yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot of them, but I've only ever seen them like from the outside. Yeah, I mean, a life like a, a full size brontosaurus is the size you know, like a school bus. Basically, yeah, they're very, they're very tall. Well, yeah, but he's saying no, like, not a brontosaurus. The body of it is, yeah, know, it, it, they're definitely not tall, long neck, you know, a house or whatever. I mean, remember, the blue whale is still the biggest creature that's ever been alive, biggest mammal. Hold on, a dinosaur isn't a mammal. I was gonna say, like, what about them sharks? What are them? Some gigantic sharks they have. They weren't as big as the blue whale. Then you can jump out and have a lobby. We're in a van chat. We're talking specifically about locations in LA for the tour. Yes. So now, of course, you're not going to go to any of those uh, aqua worlds or water worlds where they uh, torture uh, sentient. Not on vacation. They have. I don't want to talk about money. We don't have funds, and there's, you know, going to gun shops, so we're done. So we can do, I don't know if I can get this thing. Did I ever do the lock sack video um, for our beard of the day or whatever? I think I have. So lock sack is a pretty cool place. I learned about it from our friend, USNER doc on the YouTubes, uh, who's an emergency room doctor and he's in the Navy. Um, really cool dude and his videos are unique and he's a very organized type person so he liked having his radio gear and his first aid stuff like all in its place right so he had uh an arrangement with these lock sack people to uh, create pouches or use their pouches for his uh kits that he was making and that's where i think where i learned about him this is a lady i don't know how much we're going to talk about because it's only two minutes long but this is a lady up in washington area we we're just talking about that and I believe she created these for the seals. Um, I think she actually made them for surfers and stuff when she would need a place to put her wallet or something when she was surfing. But then real quick, figured out that the seals used them because they were such strong. It's basically like a super strong Ziploc bag uh, that you can reuse for over and over. Um, anyway, just a quick video. So uh, smoke them if you got them. We're turning the lights off, but no talk. <laughs>
Got no sound. Yeah, I'm not hearing anything either. Was she working the phone through the plastic? That's kind of cool. I know I had to buy gloves that had special ads on the fingers so you could use them when with your your use your touch screen with the glove on well they actually have um um not not what i'm thinking oh, sorry is there a video interrupting you guys here let me mute you so that we can watch the video there's no sound you're not hearing the sound no no that's what we were saying there's no sound that's weird. It's playing on my thing, so it's automatically muting it. Curses. Okay, so I couldn't hear the thing because you guys were talking. So basically, she's saying that, yeah, she can use the um, devices through the, um, the bags. So they're, I don't know, 10 times thicker than a Ziploc or something. I mean, they're super strong. Uh, they last you for a long time. Uh, they're not disposable. In other words, you buy one, you don't buy... A box of them or anything and um i don't know how to describe the material it's not quite it's almost like a mix between plastic and rubber and uh it doesn't break when you bend it or anything and um like this she's got a map in there um in a large one i imagine for a boat or something right and then uh again you can fold it all up um anyway cool little company and cool story she just started doing this as i think a surfer and uh ends up basically making some high-end stuff, like simple but high-end stuff for some like other elite units out there. Yeah. I, I was just going to ask if they were like completely waterproof, and then you got to the point of the video when the phone's sitting in a fish tank. And I'm like, oh, I guess it's completely waterproof. Well, probably to a certain well, yeah, depth, that's the right? Yeah, to a certain depth, because... Well, yeah, you're not going to go scuba diving, anything, but right? at a pool, you're fine. Yeah, or down to 30 feet, probably. I was gonna say, Bob. There's there's a thread you can you can a special thread you can buy to put in any gloves. You just tie them into the fingertips. That gives you the ability to whatever gloves you like or whatever it is you want to have the ability to use like uh, electronic devices like iPhones and and iPads and so on. Oh, so that's pretty cool. You have, you have to get though, um, and you can like say you have a favorite pair of gloves. So you don't have to go buy a pair you don't like. You can actually thread it into the tips. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I've never heard of that. Oh, yeah, that's neat. That makes sense. Kind of, all yeah. it takes is that conductive or whatever. Yeah, it's good. It's got to be some kind of conductivity. All right. So, uh, yeah, those, those yeah, bags so, look really cool. Yeah. In fact, I have one that is, I imagine for pilots or probably people on boats, maybe, but you can put it on your leg. You know, have you seen like pilots that have the uh, clipboard on their knees? Like the yeah, that's where, they, knee that's where you keep your. your your map, maybe your, uh, you know, your depends on what they do. But I want to talk about they make that or a thing like that. And I was thinking about half time that'd be kind of cool for um, like uh, GPS or something. But then every time you got up, it'd be a waste of time. Yeah, but I mean, still, just 
being able to put like a map in a bag like that and then be able to pull it out of your backpack or your jacket or whatever and look at it and you can see like detail through it and it's not getting all sweaty it's a dry erase and then like wipe it back off and, and do it oh, again yeah. I'll bet, I'll bet that would work. Yeah. But I don't know. If it works, she'd probably be talking about it. But I don't know if I've ever tried. That's a good question. Well, I'm I'm kind of late to the chat, but how's the van holding up? Is the training doing okay? Yeah, thanks. Um, so far, so good. The only thing I got is the squeaky belt. And uh, I watched some YouTube video and said, take the belt off and clean it with a carb clean, brake cleaner and scrub it down with a brush and then scrub all the pulleys. So I did that kind of that. I took the belt off and scrubbed it, and then I scrubbed the pulleys I could reach. But I didn't get on my ass and uh, my back and like scrub the bottom one. What is that? The main one. So, you know, half fast, half fast results. So it's got a little bit of a squeak still, but it's definitely like 99% of it's gone. It still squeaks a little and it's 100% uh, humidity and temperature. So, like right now, if I were to start it, it would squeak. But middle of the day when it's hot out, it's gone. So anyway, that's the only issue. It's just that stupid, annoying squeak. And those pulleys were still caked. The main water pump pulley was still like at a ton of that goop on it. I, I spent a majority of my time wiping that thing off. I should have done that a long time ago. So uh, I just got that. What is that stuff? T I can't remember. TVP or C, whatever the fuck the sealant is used on a water pump. You know, I got that all over the place when I was trying to use it as a way to stick the, the gaskets to the damn water pump and get it on there. So it ended up getting all over. And like I said, I, I, I like fouled two paper towels still after all this time with that stuff, you know, because that stuff has no incentive to leave the pulley. It's just sitting there. So uh, you have to physically remove it. So I guess enough of it got onto that bottom pulley that I need to probably take that whole belt off again and uh, scrub all the pulleys. Crawl underneath and scrub the whole thing, yeah. That's going to suck. Um, yeah, it's, well, what I've been doing is whenever it's uh, just, I'll, I'll leave it running and then squirt brake uh, uh, cleaner at the police. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that's not real good for your belt. No, I know. How to drive the belt. Um, yeah, but uh, I've been watching a lot of videos lately. I've been just watching all kinds of stuff on YouTube. It's crazy, man. If I could have known some of the stuff when I had my, my last pickup, the, you know, the videos are out there now to fix it. Man, uh, I got to yeah. save myself a hell of a lot of money. Oh, seriously, yeah. Every single thing will knock on wood. Everything I've had issues in the last few years. There's YouTube, multiple YouTube videos on how to deal with it. Excellent. Uh, I actually have an issue right now. I got a door won't open. A back door of my truck won't open because the the door lock inside fell apart or something. Oh, you haven't seen that video, Bob? You just get a, you get a twelve gauge and you fix that. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I, I'm going to actually go look for a video on how to get the damn door open so I can you get it. Craigslist up there? You have Craigslist up there? Yeah. Yeah, do like uh, Craigslist. I, the back door of the van had a busted handle. I got one. I don't remember what they even cost, you know, to buy a replacement one off a of junkyard or whatever. But oh, it's not, it's not broke. No, it's not broke. It's just the inside mechanism fell apart. Right, you go to use the door handle and it's got nothing. There's no resistance on the inside or it's the not outside. Broken. It just doesn't work. But well, no, I mean, why buy a whole new door? Plus, you got to get the door open in order to take it off. So I didn't say buy. Go get the door open, take it apart, put the mechanism back together. That makes you know way more sense. 
Okay. I mean, yeah, I could get a new door on Craigslist. I don't really need that. I never suggested yes. buying a new door. I said oh, buy I the thought. new. No. Oh, okay. Whatever. A new truck. Oh yeah. No. Well, maybe. Am I? Is my mic not working? No, your mic is working. <laughs> uh, yours aren't working. I think. All right, we're done. So thanks everybody for joining. We are uh, on the road, and these things are never. We're not produced, right? We're just doing this for the conversation. So uh, appreciate the people that join in and the people that are supporting the efforts here. Uh, we saw some, uh, what, ten to 15,000 people show up because it's cool right now to uh, get your selfies with your friends at the uh, anti-rights rally. Let's take our rights away. So if you want to, uh, I don't know, keep somebody out there trying to stop that, support the tour. Thanks for joining. See you guys.